What's good, Whisper Nation? Welcome back to the Fantasy Whispers channel. I'm Johnny Game Time. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny underscore Game Time. We have an awesome show planned for you today, or I should say, I have an awesome show planned for you today. No big Travi on today's episode. He is in Denver. He is giving a best man speech. So best of luck to him today. It's just me, though. Unfortunately for you, Whisper Nation. No, it's going to be an awesome show. We are going to be talking about five players that I'm starting to get a little bit concerned about due to information that is coming out of NFL training camps and what you're hearing from beat reporters. So I want to pass that information along, let you guys know who I am starting to fade just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit, get you guys aware of this, a couple situations. So it is going to be a lot of fun. So I hope you stick around. And if you could please, please, please hit that like, hit that subscribe. If you like fantasy football content, you like having a good time, you like the fantasy football community, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It would greatly help our channel grow as well as you're going to have a lot of fun and learn a lot because we like to teach you about the game of fantasy football, the strategies behind fantasy football, and not just tell you who to sit and start and why we're fading or not fading a player. But uh, yeah, if you are just joining us, hopefully you guys are having a great Friday. Now let's get into that show, shall we? Right here. All right. So as we dive into the show, we're going to start off a little bit by, you know, I hope you guys are having a great Friday. I hope you guys enjoyed football. Football was back on last night. It was awesome to see, you know, it, my wife hates it. My wife hates it, of course, because I am always have football on when it's on. Uh, but to me, just seeing them out there, I know they played such limited snaps. Some players played a little bit longer than people liked. Uh, Chase Claypool almost, you know, had a little bit of an injury scare there. Najee Harris got a lot of work. Uh, I think that you're going to see a lot of uh, his ADP start rising in the next couple of days as people really realize, hey, they're planning on running the ball a lot. This guy could do it all, and they plan on giving him the ball a lot. So. I do think that Najee Harris will start to slide up those ADP rankings uh, as we get a little bit closer to draft times. I was always uh, an advocate that I think he should be in that second round. I think you're going to start even seeing him creep up to where the Cam Akers uh, was going before he went down. So that is something to monitor as we continue to uh, get closer and closer to your drafts, get closer and closer to the regular season. Keep an eye out for that. All right. I do want to dive into some other news and notes from around the league before we do end up jumping into the main part of this show, which will be some guys that I'm actually starting to fade because of training camp news, or at least I'm wanting to let you guys know about them just so you guys can keep your ears and eyes open uh, for these you know, tidbits and breaking news. So you kind of know what to do with it. Uh, I do want to mention Crypto Cowboy. Appreciate you coming in. Uh, I appreciate you stopping by. He says, ah, Harris was great. Yes, he was. He was really awesome. Uh, expect the same thing to happen as they continue uh, into the season. I do think he is a really, really good value. He's easily going to see the ball 300 times. You want to chase volume. In this game, you also look at the history of Mike Tomlin and that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. They generally go with a one guy kind of system and they give him a lot of touches. So thumbs up for me, skies up for me for Najee Harris. I think he's a great running back in that second round to target. 
Some other news I want to talk and touch about really quick before we get into the show. Uh, major stuff was talking about last night. There was a lot of rumors coming out that the Eagles and uh, the Houston Texans were really close to a deal on Deshaun Watson. Now, since then, there have been a lot of reports coming out that it's actually it was a false kind of hype uh, that there aren't any. Uh, or there's no agreement in place. There aren't any kind of trade talks going on between the two. Eagles have denied it. Uh, Houston is being adamant that they're going to try to convince Deshaun to stay on this roster. Plus, you have the legal side of things. So it's not, it's really complicated when it goes on, what goes on with Deshaun Watson, but continue to monitor. Obviously, if he ends up being a starter for some team week one, he will majorly jump into those projections. Uh, right now, we haven't even ranked him because it's just too complicated. There's not a lot of information to go off right now on whether he's going to play this year or whether he's not going to play this year and for what team. So for that reason, we haven't ranked him quite yet. I also want to mention that Logan Thomas has been outstanding uh, during training camp reports are and he caught like seven touchdown passes from Fitz the other day in camp he could be uh, about to have a massive season we did see him jump you know kind of out of nowhere last year uh, became a every week starter for for fantasy purposes I have been a little bit cooler on the Logan Thomas hype train simply because in history Ryan Fitzmagic doesn't generally target his tight end but we do know that Curtis Samuel's dealing with some uh, – he's missing a training camp, so that's giving Logan Thomas a little bit of extra looks. And he's definitely going in the range of your mock drafts that or drafts that I don't mind you taking a, a dart throw on him. It's not to the point where you're having to actually pay for what his true potential could be. It's still all speculative. So, I, you know, once again, if I miss out on, you know, my Tyler Higby and – um, some of my other late later round Jonu Smith kind of things, I would be looking at Logan Thomas as a person that I would potentially take a flyer on because there is a lot of upside. We've seen that. Another news, unfortunately, Big Travis is not here right now to talk about it because he would be going off on this one. He's so excited. He's been hyping this guy up all preseason at basically ever since the draft was rolling around and he you know, jumped up draft boards. That's quarterback Trey Lance. Just a couple of quotes from training camp. Trey Lance has been, uh, has made a, a throw uh, that he didn't even know humans could actually make. Video game nonsense, step up, roll left, across the body, on the jump. So some Aaron Rodgers stuff right there. Some Pat Mahomes, 50 yards in the air, on a rope, into a pocket, into a crossing receiver, touchdown, We've talked about how the upside is definitely there for Trey Lance. It's a matter of does he take this starting job from Jimmy G from week one? It's definitely looking like there is some potential there because uh, you also look at Trey Lance took off and ran with the ball at least five times during practice. That's the most a quarterback has ran at a practice that was open to the media since Shanahan took over in 2017. We know that we've talked about uh, how the Konami code for rushing quarterbacks is, especially if they compare it with a big arm, which is what Trey Lance has. He has a cannon for an arm. It was whether or not, you know, he could actually do it for a full season because it was such a small sample size. But all reports and everyone beat reporters are just raving about Trey Lance. They love watching him in practice. So 
continue to monitor that because Trey Lance could truly be that late round quarterback that you can get really late. And he does end up making a huge difference for your fantasy roster this year, starting to come around myself on Trey Lance. So kudos to big Travis. You know, he's not here today, but uh, I'll give him his kudos on that one. Another exciting quarterback we've touched on this season uh, is Tua Tungavailoa. He is having a really good offseason and training camp. Beat reporters and coaches are saying uh, just, you know, exhibited off balance, late developing, late developing play arm, whipping on a laser to Hunter Logan or Hunter Long, excuse me. Do a different dude out there right now uh, than what we saw as a rookie. We do know that he didn't really know the playbook. We know that he continued to just make the plays because that was the coaching staff uh, had, you know, given him. And so he just went along with it. He just made the projections and the reads as, as he could. And he didn't try to do something, even though he knew it wasn't going to work based on what he was seeing on the defense. I think you're going to see a much different Tua this year around. We got to remember before Joe Burrow had his monster, monster breakout season as a senior at LSU, Tua Tungavailoa was supposed to be that like next generational type talent quarterback. And then a lot of people passed him up because of obviously the hip injury wrote him off because his rookie season wasn't what we all expected it to be. But I do expect some big things from Tua. They put some nice pieces around. I think Will Fuller is a tremendous value when you're looking at your drafts because people aren't so sure about Tua. But he continues to impress with intermediate and deep throws. That is a quote coming from the training camp. Another piece of news here we haven't really touched on. I've talked about it in some mock drafts, but not a whole lot on the actual show. This is going to be a late-round dart throw, but it's a guy that I think that you should Definitely, definitely consider late in your drafts. Not a lot of people are on his boat, and that's Brian Edwards. Now, some people, and like in your office league, they're probably not going to know about Brian Edwards, so you can take him super late. There has been some slight uphill uh, momentum gaining because there are a lot of reports coming out and a lot of the coaching staff there for the Las Vegas Raiders have been coming out, hyping him up, comparing him to T.O., to Randy Moss, things like that. Now, what we do know Sure, that could that's definitely hype pieces, right? Like those are hype pieces. However, we do know that he has been training really, really hard to get back and, and to prove himself. We know that coming out of college, he was one of the bigger breakout targets uh, that a lot of people were talking about because of his size, because of his ability to catch contested catches. Uh, now we and we do know that John Gruden does like to use that one mega alpha wide receiver. We saw it with Nelson Aguilar last year. Nelson Aguilar no longer there. They're saying that Ruggs is going to be the Z wide receiver, which we've all expected. Brian Edwards is expected to take that X wide receiver role, and Hunter Renfro is supposed to play that slot. So I expect Brian Edwards to have a, a really big season, and right now he's going completely overlooked in drafts. I mean, I literally get him as my like 13th, 14th, 15th pick. And I love stashing him on my bench for that potential upside because the potential is truly there for him to grab 22% of this team's market share. I would be going with Brian Edwards over a guy like Henry Ruggs. I understand Ruggs is like that home run hitter, but you want consistency when you're looking at uh, you know those late round dart throws and you want the X wide receiver in those offenses. That's going to be Brian Edwards. So a little bit of hype there on Brian Edwards. Next one I want to talk about here is Jalen Hurts. 
and what he's been doing. Obviously, he's been in the trade rumors with Houston and Deshaun. I'll just say it now. If Jalen Hurts does end up getting traded to Houston, I might like him even more because then you're going to have the coaching staff having their confidence in Jalen Hurts. We know he he's a worker. We know he's like a, a really good leader based on what people have, have reported out of, you know, the players and the coaches other than the Philadelphia Eagles. They hate to admit it. Um, but this guy is a grinder. He's a worker. So if he goes to Houston, sure, the weapons probably, I mean, you would probably argue they're kind of the same, right, as far as skill level. But what I really like is that defense is worse than Philadelphia, and you could see him running a lot more than what he did in Philadelphia. That offensive line in Houston is worse than in Philadelphia. So I actually think his his draft stock would or his draft stock might fall because it's now Houston and not Philadelphia. But I actually think his overall season outcome could definitely get better uh, if he ends up going to a place like Houston. Last piece I want to talk. Well, I'll talk about two more pieces. Excuse me. So. Second to last here, Terrence Marshall, another guy that I think is being slept on. I think he has tremendous upside value there in the 10 plus rounds in your draft that you should be going for. Terrence Marshall has been a sparkling surprise among the offensive rookies in camp, drawing comparisons to Stunner and former Carolina receiver Mushin Muhammad and Hall of Famer Marvin uh, Michael Irvin. We love these hype pieces, don't we? Uh, Marshall has turned in some impressive catches throughout the first week. Now, the bigger part of this is they are telling, you know, beat reporters are coming out and saying that it should be Terrace Marshall in that slot receiver role. My whole argument this whole offseason for DJ Moore and why I liked him so much was because he was going to be in that slot role, or at least I thought he was going to project in that slot role because he's a yak monster. It made sense to me. However, you know, with new information, we change our opinions and Terrace Marshall is being, you know, slotted as that slot receiver. And we know that he's had production in college from that slot, you know, and you know, he's a good contesting catch rate. And he, we also know he's a big bodied receiver. So for me, he's a free, you know, free dart throw in a position that we do know is utilized quite a bit in that offense one and two, we do know Sam Darnold loves to go to the slot. So for me, I'm definitely looking at Terrace Marshall as a late round dart throw that could end up being one of the rookies of the year. I don't want to say he's going to be the Justin Jefferson of this year because that's big shoes to fill, but he could be one of those breakout rookie wide receivers that you should just beat the waiver wire and just go and draft him uh, late in your drafts. I absolutely love him. And the last thing, Crypto Cowboy brings it up here. He said, I'm fading Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor Thomas with that O-line continuously getting hurt, rushing yards, be small. Yeah, this is very unfortunate news. So we not only had the news, it was like a double whammy, really, because we had the news with Carson Wentz and the foot injury, foot surgery, five to 12, five to 12 week timetable was a massive timetable to put out. But that's what they that was the estimate. There are multiple reports saying it should be on that shorter end. But then there's also, you know, medical people that are coming out and saying, well, this type of surgery would probably be on the later end. So who really knows? Maybe that is why they gave such a, a bigger and broader timetable, but the more important news. So that would just, that was slowly bringing down Jonathan Taylor's value. And, and I was changing my rankings just a little bit, not significant, just a little bit. However, 
then the very next day, I believe, um, it was their Nelson, uh, their their number one offensive lineman. He's one of the best offensive linemen in the game. He came down with the same exact injury. I don't know what they're drinking in the water over there in Indianapolis, but apparently it gives you foot injuries because he has the same one as Carson Wentz, same timetable, five to 12 weeks. That right there will significantly uh, bring down Jonathan Taylor in my eyes because they won't be as efficient in the run blocking. You also have, obviously, that it's going to be kind of a three-headed monster timeshare there. I do expect Jonathan Taylor or Jonathan Taylor Thomas, as uh, Crypto Cowboy likes to say, I do expect him to lead this and be the more you know, bell cow or lead back role in this offense. But with those other injuries, expect teams to stack the box. They haven't signed a a true veteran quarterback. So we'll see how that goes. It does make me concerned for sure with Jonathan Taylor. He might be a guy that I would actually be more willing to target after the draft. If that team is starting to struggle out of the gate, then go in and get them maybe week three, four, try to get them and then the end of the season should be a nice uh, little breakout there for you as far as the running back goes, kind of like what we saw from him last year, uh, to be honest with you. All right, Whisper Nation, that is it for the news and notes. We'll wrap that up. Appreciate you sticking through. We got nine people watching right now. If you guys could do me a huge favor, hit that awesome thumbs up button. Greatly appreciate it. Make me feel good on a Friday. And if you're new to the channel and stopping in, please hit that subscribe button or consider hitting that subscribe button. Love to have you in Whisper Nation. It really also helps our channel grow, gets that algorithm going for YouTube. uh, So we get out to more people. We can help more people win their championship. Speaking of championships, Listener League, we are giving spots away right now. We are almost full with our Listener League, Whisper Nation League. We have 14 players in that league. It's a 14-team league. We have filled up 12 spots. We have announced 10 right now. I'm about to give you two more people that have gained spots in our listener league. That is one, Draft Don't Lie, Jacob Lie. Congratulations. You are now in officially to the Whisper Nation Listener League. And artist formerly formerly known on this show as Death by Rona, he has also earned a spot in the Listener League. He will be co-managing a team with his son. So it's it's awesome because this is the second year we've had a a father-son duo in the league. Really excited to see what he can bring and him and his son can bring to the league this year. We are having that draft on August 22nd. So mark your calendars right now for August 22nd, because that's when we will be doing that draft. We'll we'll stream it live. So you'll see if you're not in the league, you'll be able to follow along. If you are in the league, if you're Jay Blizzy, Cat's Pajamas, Easy Daddy, Troy Rofi, our boy Z over there uh, from Pro Football Focus, Alex Strofe, MF Cowboy, or Donnie, you guys are already in the league. So you guys better be studying up because Jacob Lai, and uh, Death by Rona are now also entered in. We got two more spots to give away. Those will be given to Patreon subscribers. So if you want to get, you want to have a chance to get one of those last two spots, make sure you go over to the Fantasy Whispers Patreon page and sign up for a Patreon, uh, and you will be entered to get a chance to get in this listener league. And you also help support a great cause because all of the donations from our Patreon this 
month are going to the Women of Sports Foundation to help women in sports uh, carve their path because it's unfortunate that they don't have the same opportunity uh, that most people do. So this helps them in that way. So you're getting a good cause. You also get involved in some sports pack giveaways or depending on the tier you do, it's only five or $10. If you get in that $10 one, we're going to be giving away a jersey, raffling away a jersey at the end of this month. So make sure you get on over to Patreon if you want to be entered in any of that competition. All right. Now let's jump into the main part of the show. The reason why you're here. Appreciate you all. Uh, And that is players that I'm starting to get concerned about based on news coming out of training camp, things that are evolving uh, that we kind of didn't really expect or we weren't necessarily too worried about at that time of the year. But now that it's getting closer to the season, these things are starting to worry us. So therefore, we're kind of lowering our expectations and lowering them in our rankings just a little bit. The first player I want to talk about here is Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, I understand he had a great rookie season before he went down. I understand they love to pass the ball a lot there in Cincinnati. That defense isn't as great, even though there are some reports saying it should be better than last year. I do understand Jamar Chase got signed there, or they they drafted Jamar Chase really high. They also have T. Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd. They also have Joe Mixon. It's a great offense on paper. I get it. Here's where I'm starting to get concerned. There are reports that Joe Burrow is not good right now. Throws that felt like layups last year are dropping harmlessly away from receivers or easily broken up by multiple defenders. On Bengals wide receivers, it's tough to single out any one of the receivers when everyone is failing to get separation and not making plays. Chase had a drop on the first play of the 11-on-11. Boyd got a pass from him broken up on back-to-back plays on the seven-on-seven. Nobody is making any splashes. So these are the reports that are coming from beat reporters and people watching the practices. Not a good sign, right? When not only are you a little bit hesitant, but your receivers aren't doing what we expect them to do either. We have been advocates for T. Higgin and Jamar Chase on this show. I am starting to lower them a little bit in my rankings. It's starting to become a little bit more clear to me that I would rather have T Higgins over Jamar Chase if I'm choosing between the two and their draft capital. I also want to make note that there are reports that, you know, quarterbacks don't generally get hit in practice or they don't get hit in practice, right? That's like the number one rule for training camps. However, Joe Burrow, even when he gets slight pressure, he seems to be lifting up that leg in which he uh, he tore all the ligaments in just eight months ago. So the timetable already was pretty narrow, and it was going to be very, very slim that he was going to be able to make it back in time. But, you know, he was progressing along pretty quickly, and but now you're starting to see – Things that you that you know you can't really train for, and that's your your mind, right? And and how comfortable and confident you are in that leg, and how you know not worried, I should say, uh, about re-injuring it. And it seems to me, hearing all these beat reports come out of him, you know, continuously lifting up the leg or um, you know favoring that leg, those are concerns, especially when you're also talking about Joe Burrow had some you know sneaky upside as far as rushing the ball and and getting outside. So with all of that, I'm starting to fade a little bit on Joe Burrow, uh, especially in the beginning of the season. Next player I want to talk about here is running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, Miles Sanders. 
So the Eagle, uh, there was a report that came out today that Philadelphia Elliott Shore Parks expects Miles Sanders and Boston Scott to basically, quote unquote, well, I should say, quote unquote, basically split touches this season. Now, in my projections, I, you know, I love Boston Scott. He's a great underrated player. They're saying that uh, they're expecting Scott to get a lot more of the passing down work and the and the uh, change of pace play that they note that through seven training camp practices, Sanders has narrowly outtouched Scott just 35 to 25, 29, excuse me, on the first team offense. With Jalen Hurts under center, expect the Eagles to implement a run-centric offense. So Sanders should get a good number of carries, but it truly sounds like Scott is going to have a heavy involvement as the preferred pass catcher and change of pace pack. So this is very important because, you know, where you're taking Miles Sanders, it was kind of like right at the edge of that, you know, three end of the third turn of the uh, beginning of the fourth, right? So if you were planning on him being your wide running back one going into the season, if you were going to go like a wide receiver, wide receiver through your first two rounds, I would start to pivot a little bit on Miles Sanders. I think he could be a little bit more of an RB2 during some weeks. Obviously, it's not good if it's like going to be a 50-50 split. I don't expect that that quite number, but I do expect Boston Scott to be heavily involved. They've also got you know reports that Carrion Johnson is edging out Jordan uh, Howard for that goal line work. We know how we've seen that before, you know, Vulture away a couple of touchdowns. So with Miles Sanders, I'm definitely fading him a little bit more. I would have him more closer to a low end RB two for me, as opposed to that middling RB two that I, that we were originally drafting him for now third on this list would be uh, this one's unfortunate uh, because I was a big fan. I was heavily into Cortland Sutton, Coming into the season, I really think people underestimate how good of a true wide receiver he is and how much of an alpha wide receiver he is. We got to remember, he was the reason why Emmanuel Sanders was traded out of Denver to the 49ers in the first place because their egos weren't really connecting. Sutton wanted to be the alpha there. Here's what makes it a little bit difficult and why I'm I'm kind of starting to fade Cortland Sutton a little bit more and actually put up Jerry, Jerry Judy, and he's going to be the guy that I target more oftentimes than not now in drafts because there are rumors that Cortland Sutton is not cutting on that knee. He doesn't quite have the uh, explosion that he had pre-injury. Just talked about it with Joe Burrow and how, you know, players tend to favor the knee that when they're not 100% sure if it's going to hold up. So Cortland Sutton starting to do that. We've seen dominant wide receivers before come back from the same injury and they were slow to start off the season with it as as far as getting their, you know, playing back, getting that confidence back. Cooper Cup was the exact same way last year, two years ago. He was breaking out as a top wide receiver, tore his ACL, went out for surgery. Next year came back. We were, you know, pretty excited. There were some good things coming out of training camp about Cooper cup. And what did we see last year? He was off to a slow start. He had some nice games, but we're expecting him to have a really big season this year. I think the, the same could be true for Cortland Sutton. So therefore I'm starting to fade Sutton, like I said, and, and go with Jerry Judy, who you can usually get about a round later and all the reports out of, training camp are that Jerry Judy is tearing it up 
that he is in the best shape of uh, that they've seen him. He's making the cuts and the confidence that he had back in Alabama. The other thing I want to know on this and why I'm like more so leaning Jerry, uh, Jerry Judy over Cortland Sutton is the fact that Cortland Sutton's value and what we saw with his ceiling was based on what we saw with Drew Locke. And now Drew Locke wasn't the most accurate quarterback when it came to throwing the ball down the field, but he does gamble quite a bit. And Corlin Sutton was the perfect receiver to pair with that because he was willing to, like, he would go up and get it. He had the catch radius to do so. However, if Teddy Bridgewater ends up coming in, which there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of buzz that it could end up leaning that way because Teddy Bridgewater is having a good camp and, it's not really surprising because Teddy Bridgewater is a much more accurate quarterback. But the thing is, is Teddy Bridgewater has been uh, reported to have a better chemistry with Jerry Judy than Cortland Sutton. So with the injury concern and that fact and how we expect eventually it'll probably be Teddy Bridgewater that takes over for the starting quarterback. I just think of the safer, the, the higher floor play uh, would be Jerry Judy. So that's why I am shifting over to that. All right, before I get into these final two players that I want to talk about, I do want to mention one more time the Patreon. Listen, Whisper Nation, we are nothing without your support. We could not do this without you guys. And if you are wanting to help support us uh, get out more content as well as get more fantasy football content, please consider joining our Patreon you can show support at the $5 and $10 levels. Patreon benefits include access to our exclusive Discord channels, entries into the sports card giveaways that we do at the end of each month. There will also be a jersey giveaway for the $10 tier each month, and you also get bonus content. You get a bonus episode. It's a face-off Friday. Every Friday, we release one this morning. It's awesome. We go down. We choose between two players, and then me and Travi kind of duke it out as far as not an actual fist fight because Travis would win every time. We all know that. But uh, we do a coin flip, and then we have to make our arguments. And it, it's a good it's a good way for you, Whisper Nation, to get an advantage of what we're thinking when we're going into drafts if you're trying to decide between two players. So if you want all of that, if you want to get a piece of that, also help support us. We would not only greatly appreciate it, but you could do so by heading over to the Fantasy Whispers Patreon. Just go to patreon.com forward slash the Fantasy Whispers. All right. To finish out this show, we've got two more players here to talk about. I want to thank... 15 people of you are joined in right now watching. If you could please hit that like button, hit that subscribe. If you're new, welcome into Whisper Nation. We put out fantasy football content daily to help get you ready for not only your draft, but we're here all season long to help you through those weekly lineup uh, decisions. All right, Lamar Jackson here is my next player, which I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for, but that's okay. I want to let you guys know why I'm so concerned on Lamar Jackson and why I'm starting to fade him a little bit in my rankings. Originally, I wasn't. I was I was hanging strong. I was like, ah, I think he'll be back. I, you know, I, well, I, I had a feeling he was going to be back, but I wasn't necessarily fading him quite yet. I wanted to see what he did when he got back. The reason why I'm starting to fade him now was he was not present at training camp today. Now, uh, there was a news blurb that came out about an hour ago in which Lamar Jackson was finally uh, you know, promoted off that COVID list, but he was it was over two weeks that he was on that. And it's also the second time he's had COVID. We also know that he doesn't want to, or as of right now, isn't planning on getting the COVID vaccination. Now, 
I don't want to get into the point of, you know, whether it's right or wrong, you know, whose decision it is. But I do want to point out that this is the second time he has had COVID. We do know that he played slow after he came off COVID last time. We do know from past history of other players that have gotten COVID that you come back slow and it affects your gameplay. And so with them only, you know, sure, they're four to five weeks away from the first game. So we have plenty of time to see, you know, how he reacts and and if he can get his body right. But the fact that he's already had it twice makes me concerned. The fact that he has missed so much time with it makes me concerned because you're having to take him. I understand it's not as high as it was last year. You're getting him at a discount because he didn't have that great of a season. But it does make me concerned when you're talking about COVID affecting your lungs as a major thing. Like we're seeing, you know, actual evidence of, you know, what it looks like and how COVID affects your lungs as a runner. You need like your lungs are very important, you know, let alone a football player. I am concerned that they do drop his carries down even, uh, you know, a little bit more than what we've seen over the last few years. I, you know, I have my concerns on him being a good passer in this league. We will see what ends up happening. I could be completely wrong on Lamar Jackson, but he's going in drafts. I just rather wait uh, a little bit longer. Like I rather get a Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady has just as much, if not even more upside than a guy like Lamar Jackson. I think Ryan Tannehill has as much upside or if not the same upside as Lamar Jackson. And you're getting those two guys way later in drafts, like two rounds later in drafts. So for me, that's the that's why I sum up on why I have Lamar Jackson on this list. The last player I'll talk about here is uh, going to be, you know, the information that comes out daily is is very, very informative, I'll say. And you have to really read into what it is because, of course, there's coach speak. We do know that. But there are two things that are going to somewhat help us, right? If you actually see what's going on, which Hard Knocks is coming up. This is a, a teaser. Hard Knocks is coming up. They're, they're going to start showing uh, airing Hard Knocks. So we'll get a behind-the-scenes look at the Dallas Cowboys. The other thing that's coming out are all these reports about Dak Prescott and what he's dealing with. So we already knew he was dealing with the ankle injury. I already had my concerns, you know, very similar to a player coming off a torn ACL or, a, a you know, an, an injury. How do they favor that injury? Are they fully confident in that injury coming back? And that was my question for Dak. Dak rolls out and scrambles a lot. That's part of his uh, floor and why it gives him such a high floor is because he's had six rushing touchdowns in the last few years as far as on the ground. We've seen him rush for over 200 yards per season. I don't know that he does that as much this season. One, because he's not out there practicing. He's missing time. And now he's dealing with this shoulder injury, which at first it was supposed to be a day-to-day injury, supposed to be a stinger. That was the initial report. Now it's coming out that Dak was going to be held out for multiple weeks. That was the latest. And then this morning, Fox Jade Glazer reports Dak Prescott's shoulder is dealing with more of a baseball injury, but it's still expected to be ready for week one. Per Jay Glazer, the injury is kind of under the armpit. And the Cowboys training staff actually got to touch with uh, actually got in touch with Texans, Texas Rangers for just a little more help. Glazer still insists the boys fully expect Dak out there for the opener. Dak's injury has gone from supposedly day to day, week to week, 
and now not even a traditional football ailment, but the diagnosis and prognosis has always remained the same. He will be ready for week one. Now, this is a major concern for me because now it's not one injury you're dealing with, it's two. The second part is the Cowboys have been very, very vague about not only this injury, but the injury with Cooper Cup, or excuse me, with Amari Cooper. So when you keep seeing these smokes, these smoke signals for different players from the same organization, and you do know that they're coming off injuries, we do know that, that gives me my concern. That's why I'm starting to get a little bit worried about Dak. The fact that he's starting, you know, he's in the fifth round before, uh, you know, it was it was decent. The upswing, you know, the up play, the, the ceiling play for him was still there because of how talented that offense is how better their offensive line is going to be. But now that you've got not only one injury to deal with, you got another one. And now you're dealing with your shoulder before it was like, Oh, his, you know, his floors, you know, might diminish a little bit because of the ankle, but now it's his shoulder, which he has to throw the ball and get the ball out to. This is what's causing me to get really concerned and why I would be lowering Dak Prescott in my rankings. Of course, that will lower some of the players as well, not significantly. I do, you know, want to know. I want to see the one thing I'm not going to move CD Lamb because what we've seen from CD Lamb, I mean, he's been torching, torching this defense with a backup quarterback throwing him the ball. So the chemistry seems to still be there with the backup quarterback. So if the if the backup quarterback comes in, I think that he's kind of going to be okay. He'll he'll lower slightly in my rankings, but I still think. CeeDee Lamb is the number one receiver you want to own here or, or roster here. I think that Amari, uh, Amari Cooper is, is one of the wide receivers I'm fading slightly. The third one would be Michael Gallup, who I would target second of the group. If I don't get CeeDee Lamb, I'm actually going to go for Michael Gallup. Talked about it on our last show when I started or I talked about how I was starting to uh, fade Amari Cooper. So if you want to see that full argument, please check out our last show. But that does it for today's show, Whisper Nation. Those are my five guys, so I'll just repeat them from the top real quick. Joe Burrow, Miles Sanders, Cortland Sutton, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott are five players that I'm starting to get a little bit concerned about on uh, for this season coming up. If you guys like what you see, once more, please, please, please consider hitting that subscribe. Hit that like button. It really, really does help our channel more than you'll ever know it means more to me than you'll ever know uh and you'll gain a whole community of people that we are really excited uh to bring content to and we are really really proud of as well as if you want even more of that head on over to our discord channel the link is in the description just click on that link and we've got a bunch of people in our discord it's popping off all the time we love being in there we love talking to whisper nation all about the community here so once again, please hit subscribe and check that Discord channel out. All right, Whisper Nation, that does it for today's episode. We are going to be live once more on Monday for the Mock Draft uh, Mondays. So once again, if you want to get in on that, we drop the links on Discord uh, in the Discord chat for that, as well as on our Twitter if there are any spots available after that. All right. We appreciate you, Whisper Nation. I want to thank everyone who's in here right now. We got ML. Sorry, I with me running the show here, just strictly talking, I couldn't get to a lot of these comments. So I just want to do a shout out here. Any worries about Darren Waller? He has missed three to four practices for an undisclosed reason. 
Yeah, this is concerning. I just saw this pop up. I am a little bit concerned about Darren Waller here. I want to monitor this. I want to look more more into this because if it's an injury one or any kind of injury, I am more so concerned. It could also be, uh, you know, like a family issue. So I don't want to quite jump the boat yet and say, you know, this is why or that you should significantly be fading him because I don't exactly know what the reason I will try to reach out. I do have some inside uh, a couple of insiders uh, that I will reach out today and then I'll let you guys know any information that I can I can get from that uh, to let you know. Um, ML also said I'm worried about the guy for real life reasons, not football, because he had some serious drug issues in the past and a lot of success can sometimes be too much to handle. Yes, that is definitely, definitely a reason to be concerned. I hope it's not that. I really do hope it's not that. Um, he's also coming in here one more time. Agreed on the DAC. Still solid, but just feels like he'll be banged up for a bit all year. Yeah, that's the that's a major concern. And how much does that affect, you know, your play all 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 year? Uh good show. Agree on all the guys. Appreciate you. We got Freak Stop 49er. Great show. Thank you. Appreciate you. And let's see. I would add Kenny Galladay to that list, upper 90. Appreciate you coming here and commenting. I do want to say with the Kenny G, I'm slightly, slightly. He almost made this list. He really did. He almost made this list. However, I do think that where he is kind of going in drafts was a little bit of that baked in already. So I actually still do like the value, especially because he's supposed to come back, you know, with a week before actual season starts so i actually have just barely dipped him and i I think i took off one or two percent of his target market share for the year to kind of bake in a little bit more and he's still right around where he's going in drafts so and he's you're you're able to kind of get him as a wide receiver three now as opposed to having to take him as you know your wide receiver two and so for that reason i think i'm still on the boat with kenny g for now but I do want to say I reserve the right if he comes back and, you know, we're seeing or if that timetable gets a little bit extended, I do reserve. I will I will claim that plant that flag now that I will reserve the right to to jump ship a little bit later. But right now, I still feel like uh, I'm on the Kenny G bandwagon as of right this second. But again, in NFL injury news is wild. It changes by the hour, by the minute, it feels like so uh, be sure to stick with us because we will update that stuff uh, as it happens. Appreciate you guys. Once again, have a great weekend until next time. Whisper nation. I'm Johnny game time Hicks. You find me on Twitter at Johnny underscore game time and I'm out. Peace. Right here. Oh, Hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw, go ahead and hit subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell so you get notified anytime we drop new content or go live. And if you're still not told yet, check out one of these videos.